Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Disco, and in fact, there were four straight years where Donna Summers topped the charts. She'd have the number one song, two, three, four song, summer after summer, that unfortunately perished from uh, lung cancer years later in the aftermath of 9-11. Nobody ever really connected the fact that the dust that was kicked up in that area downtown, which was infected with the worst toxins, although you'd never know it from Christine Todd Whitless, the failed governor of the state of New Jersey, who benefited from the Peter Principle, was kicked upstairs by Bush 43 as his environmental uh, protection princess, who said, don't worry about it, you don't need a mask, you don't need gloves, you don't need a hazmat suit, you don't need a respirator. The air is clear and pure and safe to breathe. And as a result, thousands have died, tens of thousands suffered extraordinary illnesses. And it's uh, believed that Donna Summers may well have perished as a result of continuing to live downtown and breathing that tainted air. But anyway, I digress momentarily because this is her classic hit about streetwalkers, prostitutes. Girls who work hard for their money, and I guess we'd have to extend that definition. Oh, look, it's Macedonian Phil on the boards. Um, I in trouble. We would have to uh, establish that it also covers guys who pretend to be gals while walking the streets, non-binary, transgenders, transvestites, transformers, whatever you want to call it, RuPaul lookalikes. There's a whole collection of people who are actively out in the streets pounding the beat, not as cops, but to make that money. And there are some in government like Kathy Crime Wave Hokum who want to legalize street walking, who want to make it so that these gals can end up deciding to set up shop with their greasy-haired, superfly TNT, black exploitation-looking pimps from the 1970s in your neighborhood. And you shouldn't be able to do anything about it. But again, I digress for a second time. That's not why I'm playing 
this Donna Summers classic. I'm playing it because apparently out in Suffolk County, correction officials are grilling sex workers as they are booked into local jails about any past run-ins with architect Rex. Clearly the serial killer of three, maybe four, maybe more. Apparently, two current female inmates have told the county sheriffs in Suffolk that they have recorded conversations with the hulking killer while they were working as escorts. But they claim that as much as he freaked them out, as much as he uh, grossed them out, that they decided not to take him uh, up on his offer of paid dates. Quote, while interviewing women throughout the Suffolk County Correctional Facility's unique human trafficking unit, we have already found two women who had previously had contact with Architect Rex when they were employed as sex workers prior to their incarceration and, again, uh, established the fact that they did not provide services for pay. Now, this is interesting is that they've gone to the length of interviewing women who are engaged in sex work in Suffolk County. But we have heard all along that Suffolk County, out in Long Island, one of the most corrupt counties in America, and it has earned it ten times older. Over. Oh, you have uh, Crook County in Illinois, and naturally Hudson County on the other side of the Hudson River, the Democratic enclave run by the Capo de Tutti of all crooked U.S. senators up on the hill, Bobby Menendez, he belongs in jail. Home of our own news director, Noam Layden. I mean, it's corruption with all capital letters in those locations, but Suffolk is right up there with it. In fact, I leave it to no one other than an elected county legislator, Troda, uh, who has been uh, elected every two years since 2013. But before that, he was a uh, honored police officer in the Suffolk County Police Department. At the time that police uh, chief Burke was in charge, a man who was so decadent, so debaucherous, uh, he put a new definition to a uh, crooked cop that you can find in your uh, Webster's uh, dictionary. Anyway, the point is Trotter, uh had been honored as the top cop in Suffolk County and then four years later as the top uh, performing detective in the Suffolk County Police Department. This is what he has said recently of how corrupt Politics is and policing is in Suffolk County. Suffolk County is one of the most corrupt places on the planet Earth. The way I feel, the way I see it, you know, coming from my background, it's absolutely absurd what goes on in this county. And people, you know, they're working hard. They're just not really paying attention. I mean, in the United States of America, they have not arrested a sitting district attorney in the last 25 years, except Suffolk County. Mm. So we're not talking about just uh, the tainted police chief, James Burke, who was frequenting prostitutes when he was a sergeant on the Suffolk County Police Department, well-known by all, uh, and then was elevated to become the police chief by Steve Ballone, the incoming uh, Suffolk County executive who knew all about that, in fact, even referred to him as a sociopath, and has been asked time and time again, well, why did you make him your police chief? Still no answers. As uh, Steve Malone is on his way out, thank God, term limited out, you'll end up with a new county executive there. But corruption continues. And I ask myself, based on what Trota is saying here, an active Suffolk County legislator, 
a guy who was on it as a police officer, on it as a detective in the corrupt Suffolk County Police Department machinery, especially the higher echelon back then at the time of the disappearance and the findings of the serial killer's bodies in Gilgo Beach, you had the uh, police chief, James Burke, hopelessly corrupt. His boss, the police commissioner, hopelessly corrupt. You had Spoda, the DA, hopelessly corrupt, covering up for the uh, tainted and crooked police commissioner, James Burke, and his uh, head of the Department of Integrity, believe it or not, Integrity. Uh, in, as an ADA in uh, Spoda's uh, district attorney's office, uh, he also went to jail, all for covering up for James Burke. Now, we know he was engaged with prostitutes both before he was police chief, when he was just a sergeant in the Suffolk County Police Department, when he was police chief. In fact, it was suggested that he was running a house of prostitution with his girlfriend. Now, why wouldn't you be asking questions? As you grill these sex workers who were still in custody in the Suffolk County Jail, why wouldn't you be asking them as to whether they had any dealings with uh, James Burke, who's out of prison now and is back uh, living in Smith now, hasn't even moved out of Suffolk County? He's so brazen. He thinks that, you know, he was uh, hijacked. He was railroaded. He's really a good guy who has been uh, maligned. Uh, have any had any sexual relationships with uh, Spoda, uh, the uh, district attorney of Suffolk County, who went to jail? And I believe he's still in uh, some federal uh, federal camp somewhere. His integrity uh, uh, assistant district attorney, uh, attorney in charge of the integrity of his office, right? He's doing five years in some camp fed. Did they have sex with them? Did they have sex with the police commissioner? Did they have sex with Steve Ballone or any of the other elected officials? Why are we limiting the conversation to just Architect Rex? Because I believe there is a cover-up going there. And there will continue to be a cover-up in what Troda has acknowledged is, if not the most corrupt county in America, hopelessly corrupt, Suffolk County. Suffolk County is one of the most corrupt places on the planet Earth, the way I feel, the way I see it, you know, coming from my background. It's absolutely absurd what goes on in this county. And people, you know, they're working hard. They're just not really paying attention. I mean, in the United States of America, they have not arrested a sitting district attorney in the last 25 years, except Suffolk County. Mm. And you heard the other day, Phil Boyle, the outgoing state senator of Suffolk County, who maligned them all. So I believe uh, the weight of the evidence is on my side. But while you're out there this weekend, in Nassau County, the North Shore, the Gold Coast, Glen Cove, it's the Feast of St. Rocco's. That's uh, the remaining Italian stronghold on the North Shore. And I would hope that the uh, county executive in Nassau County, Bruce Blakeman, who cannot chew gum and think at the same time, will make an appearance because you would think... He needs to be with the general public and not out in the Southamptons as he is every weekend. He needs to be rubbing shoulders and shaking hands with the general population, especially since he came on WABC radio with our own Sid Rosenberg in the morning and basically is a supporter of congestion pricing for the most bizarre of reasons. 
He supports congestion pricing, which would mean any of you in Nassau County or Suffolk County coming into the city south of 60th Street would pay an additional toll, a tax of $28. And this idiot claims that, oh, no, no, I'm for congestion pricing because that will force more residents of Nassau County to stay in Nassau County, spend their dollars in Nassau County. That's about the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of dumb things from politicians, both Democrats and Republicans. So if you see Bruce Blakeman out there, the guy that I have nicknamed Bruce Flakeman, you would think he would be on the North Shore this weekend, the Gold Coast, Glen Cove, for the Feast of St. Rocco's at Italian Stronghold. Hey, Bruce, why don't you show up there and when you get your... Uh, your sausage and peppers. Explain to the gathered uh, North Shore Nassau County residents why you're in favor of congestion pricing and dropping an extra tax on their head in which they'd have to pay $28 every time they drive into Manhattan South of 60th Street. I'd like to see how it goes over with the crowd at the Feast of St. Rocco's. The betting line is he won't appear in anywhere in Nassau County. He'll be hanging out with all the trendoids, the freakazoids, the jet setters, and his favorite location on the island, and it ain't anywhere in Nassau County. It's out there with Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, Fredo, that's right, Chris Cuomo, and uh, all the Cuomoettes out there in Southampton. Uh, Hopefully you have a bad weekend, Bruce Blake, when you have stabbed your constituents in the back by supporting congestion pricing. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. This is the song that gets played at City Hall over and over and over. In the world of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. It's all about show me the money, show me the money, the classic O.J. song. Let me hear it. Let me hear it, Macedonia Phil. Some people got to have it 
No, it's like a conic elixir. It's like smelling salts to this mayor, Eric Adams, with his $5,000 customized suits every day, and they're not off the rack. The battle cry of Eric Adams from the first day he was sworn into public office up in Albany as a brand-new state senator. His very first speech in the well of the state senate before the media, the many lobbyists who were ready to wine him, dine him, and pocket line him, family, friends, and other crooked legislators, was this. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And with all the uh, illegal aliens pouring in and the ancillary services to friends of Eric Adams, let me tell you something. He protesteth too much as the Biden of Brooklyn. There's a bottom line as to why more and more illegal aliens are flooding in here, are welcomed here, are housed here, are given things that American citizens are not given because there's money to be made. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So let's start breaking it down. As you remember yesterday, as soon as the program was finished, I headed out to uh, Creedmoor in North Queens because I was helping the residents there fight the attempt by the Eric Adams administration to put up a tent city for a thousand single able-bodied male illegal aliens on the grounds of Creedmoor, a state facility uh, for those in psychiatric uh, need of care. And it was great because when I arrived, I saw the Queens Village Republicans, which has embraced this effort longest running in the area. And I saw a candidate to replace Linda Lee, who is who disgraziata, the Democrat, who wouldn't even show her face to the constituents, sold them out by welcoming in the illegals to Creedmoor, which, by the way, covers Queens Village, Floral Park, Glen Oaks, Bell Rose, and Fresh Meadows. It was Bernard Chow. I'm telling you, we're developing a lot of great Asian candidates. I was the first Republican mayoral candidate ever to win the Asian vote. They're coming forward They're fighting for the community. They're being accepted, not just by Asians in their own community, but by whites, blacks, Hispanics, others. And this Bernard Chow is taking it to uh, Linda Lee in the 23rd City Council District. He had that crowd fired up. And it was so good that we're going to do it twice. I'm inviting you all tomorrow, Saturday. I know the temperatures are going to be scorching, but we're going to rally once again at 12 noon in front of the Creedmoor building on Winchester Boulevard. It's right near Union Turnpike, 12 noon. When I finish the overnights to the other side uh, of midnight, at 6 in the morning to the break of dawn, I'm going to be bolting out there and joining everybody should be out there, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, it matters not, to say no to the tent city for illegal aliens at our, the sucker taxpayers' expense. And so Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was down in Washington, D.C., uh, supposedly lobbying for money to care for these illegal aliens that he's been the papachulo for, saying, hey, who's your daddy? Come on in. And then he complains about it, but he welcomes them in. But I just want you to know, he was sitting with the schmuck to put Chuck E. Cheese and with Hakeem Jeffries, who can imagine himself the future Speaker of the House of Representatives, but not with Joe Biden. 
The man he admires, he's called himself the Biden of Brooklyn. So he was sitting with my orcas. And all they gave him, they, they didn't even give him a nickel, dime, or penny. What they gave him was, oh, we'll give you an aide de camp who could co- coordinate communication between Washington, D.C. and New York City. He got nothing. But in the words of a man he always speaks so fondly of, the schmuck to put Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Remember, he was all part of welcoming in the illegal aliens for the dumbest of reasons. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Or how many other <laughs> illegal aliens there are here. They want this to continue, ladies and gentlemen. They think that in the future, all of these illegal aliens will be made whole. They'll be able to vote. They'll be residents. You won't be able to evict them. They'll have jobs at some point in which they get a Verizon bill, which establishes residency. They'll be voting, and they'll vote Democrat to the day that they die, their children and great-grandchildren. And when you walk into their homes, maybe right there, in that very area where others will have abandoned it because they will have decided to sell their homes and move south of the Mason-Dixon line in Queens Village or Floral Park or Glen Oaks or Blen- uh, Bell Rose or Fresh Meadows, they'll have pictures up on the wall. One will be Jesus Christ. Next to it, the Lady of Guadalupe, their version of the Blessed Virgin Mother Mary. They'll have Joe Biden and they'll have Eric Adams and they'll tell their children and great-grandchildren, be grateful to Eric Adams and Joe Biden, because of them, we're here. We're here because of them. So vote Democrat till the day you die. And that will that will reverberate through three generations. Look, it's been done before. It's an old way of getting loyal Democratic votes until the day somebody dies. But we got to stop that because this is destroying our city. And just as I was with the proud residents out who live in and around Creedmoor, I was with the proud residents of College Point yesterday. By the way, all these areas voted for me for mayor. You ever think this might be uh, Macedonian Phil, a act of retaliation, that we stick the illegal aliens into every community that voted for Curtis Lee and not for Eric Adams? Yeah. Am I conspiratorial? You're damn right I am, because look at the map. Even in Middle Village, where Robert Holden is the Democratic city councilman, They're sticking illegal aliens into a homeless shelter that they shoved into the communities down their throat on Cooper Avenue. That was a disaster, so they're going to make it that much worse by putting illegal aliens in there, too, and mix them with the homeless. Gee, that area voted for me, too, Macedonia Phil. I wonder, I wonder if it's retaliation. Well, last night, hundreds of you showed up right outside of the old St. Agnes High School. Used to be an all-girls Catholic high school closed. Supposed to be opened up in 2026 to become a public high school for the city of New York. I have my doubts about that. But last night, Councilwoman Vicki Palladino was explaining to the hundreds who had assembled why St. Agnes High School would now be a home to illegal aliens being shipped in there. And uh, Vicki Palladino was talking about all the negotiating she had to do, which I'm sure was massive. Uh, I would just say I don't trust City Hall. I don't trust Eric Adams. I don't trust any of his minions. And I'll tell you why. 
at the very moment that Vicky Palladino is explaining what was happening in her community, and by the way, thank you very much for the great standing ovation that I got from many when Vicky gave me the microphone at the end of her presentation. While I was talking to hundreds of residents in Queens yesterday to stop this illegal alien invasion at our tax-paying dollars, this guy, this nefarious Usinit, his name is Manashi Shapiro. He's the deputy to the mayor's chief of staff at City Hall. He's the mayor's hitman. He calls up everybody. He calls up uh, WABC here. He's a fire Curtis Lewa, man. Uh, suspend him, you know, excommunicate him, shut him down, make him apologize. He's a liar. He's a liar. Curtis Lewa is spreading rumors and in, innuendos while the mayor is trying his best to deal with problems uh, that, that he's not asking for. Hey, let me tell you something, Manashi. You should impale yourself with a, man, a minority. You know why? Check this out, Justin, because you happen to be, that's one of your peeps, right? Manashi Shapiro, impale yourself with a menorah. While all of this is going on, you're an agent for the city of New York. You're trying to buy the Bell Rose Jewish Center in Floral Park. And Rabbi Bovit is now a willing participant in your cabal to turn it into a migrant center because you've offered $5 million. Apparently, I'm not quite there yet, but um, uh, my wife, Nancy, the attorney, has done the deep dive, and this name keeps appearing, Danny Kogan of Brooklyn. Apparently, he was the front man for the city. He's going to put up $5 million. Those of you in the co-ops right across the street, the largest co-ops in New York State, and the reason that they're targeting the Bell Rose Jewish Center for sale is the congregation has been diminished. You know, they've gotten older, they moved on, or unfortunately they died. And Rabbi Bovin wants to sell it out. So a Korean church group came by, lots of Koreans in the area, and they made an offer of $3 million. That would make sense because they need churches. And then all of a sudden the city came through. With this guy, Danny Colgan, all these LLCs, you got to, it's like peeling uh, an onion, peeling an, uh, um, an artichoke to try to get to the middle. And apparently he came up and he fronted five million. He said, don't sell it to the Koreans, sell it to us. We just want it as a migrant center for all the illegals just for one year. And then a year after, we'll turn it into a Chabad or we'll turn it back to its original purpose, right? Don't trust this guy, Manashi Shapiro, the deputy to the mayor's chief of staff. Don't trust any of them. They're out to destabilize the city. They're out to get you to put the for sale signs on and move. This is how they maintain power. They want to get the illegal aliens to a point where they're residents. They can't be evicted. And also where one day they'll be able to vote. They're already on the cusp of doing that. Beware, beware of these so-called ambassadors from City Hall who act like they want to be the good cop to Eric Adams' bad cop. Let me tell you this, while all of this is going on, while all the waste of our tax dollars, if you can believe it, all of a sudden the city of New York, Eric Adams, beware of the kickbacks, friends of Eric Adams. They've rewarded a group that was trashed by the Napoli, the state controller, for misusing city funds. They rewarded them with an increase 
of $40 million over three years. Who are they? It's the Bowery Residence Committee. Who is their CEO? Check out his name here. <laughs> Macedonian Phil. Muzzy Rosenblatt. And what does that sound like? It sounds like it comes out of the days of uh, Hyman Roth, Maya Lansky, Bugsy Siegel. A CEO, Muzzy Rosenblatt, who gets paid $400,000 to go barnacles on his backside. The guy's like 91 years old. They've rewarded him by giving him $103 million over three years. Originally, he had $62 million over three years, and he's supposed to be taking care of the homeless in the subways. He claims there are less homeless in the subways. I mean, is this guy like Governor David Patterson and Steve Wynn, the uh, uh, the casino owner who are site-challenged? There are more homeless in this. So what the hell is he talking about? And we keep giving him more and more money. Follow the money, ladies and gentlemen. The kickbacks to friends of Eric Adams attacked and said, don't do business with this guy. They're crooked over there at the BRC. And then instead of saying, no, 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 we're not going to reward you with a contract. We give you 40 more, 40 million more dollars for doing nothing. We're all over this. It's the wrecking crew of Sleewin Sleewin. I got my boots on the ground. Yours truly, Curtis and My wife, Nancy, she's the e-attorney. She does the deep dive. We want to know why is the city in bed with this CEO with a name? The name alone should exclude him. Muzzy Rosenblatt. He's like 91 years old from the days of Mayan Lansky, Hyman Roth, Bugsy Siegel, Sheldon Silver, that crook who went straight to hell without an asbestos suit for being a thief. Why are we giving this guy money? What are they doing for the homeless? Nothing. In fact, they keep lists of homeless. They were the ones who listed the top 50 most dangerous uh, people living in the subways who were emotionally disturbed. Remember Jordan Neely made that list? That's all they do. They make a list, and they check it twice, and now they're going to get $103 million. We are rewarding incompetence. And that's what happens at City Hall under Eric Adams. It's City Hall for sale. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I said it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. Apparently a woman did that in LA listening to Nelly. Old school there. She took all her clothes off and she had a 44 Magnum in her hand and she started walking up and down and just blasting away at people. Buck naked out there. Anyway, do we blame that on the heat? Well, let me tell you, I depart from uh, most of our members here at WABC. Uh, They do not believe in global warming, climate change. I sure do. Look, 
This will end up being Earth's warmest month ever for July. And hotter ones appear to be in store in the future. So you all can deny that there's global warming, climate change. But meantime, you're schwitzing, you're schwitzing, you're schwitzing. And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor for the illegal aliens, he's not even in town. He's out of town. He went to Washington, D.C. to beg for money for the illegals that he's welcomed in as their Papa Chulo. He got who got. And now he's in Houston at some uh, urban conference of black mayors. It's sort of like, really? Houston? You think maybe you need to be here in New York, Eric? Of course. And before he left, he decided he was going to play the race card again. This guy cannot do anything as mayor without dividing people, black versus white. Extreme heat also does not impact all people equally. Black New Yorkers, New Yorkers of color, are twice as likely to die from heat-related causes as white New Yorkers. Now, where did that come from? People of color, black New Yorkers, are twice as likely to die of exposure to the heat than white folks. How does that resolve the problem? I'll tell you, Eric Adams, uh, now that you're missing in action and you've done the bird and left the city, with record high temperatures, it could be a threat to the Con Ed grid system, especially since Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, is out there styling and profiling in the Hamptons and closed Indian Point, the nuclear reactor that used to give us a third of our energy source. Yeah, that might happen. I hate to tell you, it could happen. And uh, Eric Adams will have earned a new nickname, Out of Town Eric Adams. But meantime... Why play the race card? So since you decided to play the race card with the heat, if you're so concerned about your peeps, especially black people, they're out in the sweltering heat. Some of them are sleeping on park benches. Some of them are homeless. Some of them are roaming the streets. Some of them are emotionally disturbed. Some of them have drug and alcohol issues. Some are not protected from the inclement weather. And yet you've chosen to provide protection for the illegal aliens. Illegal aliens who are not even from America. You're putting them in air-conditioned rooms. You're making sure that they're cool, calm, and collected at city taxpayer expense. And by the way, now that you want to play the race card, Eric Adams, as you've always done throughout your political career, why should we be surprised? Hey, I'm Estonian Phil Justin. Where are all the Ukrainian refugees? Where are the legitimate refugees seeking asylum from war-torn Ukraine? How come we never see them in any of these hotels? What is it? Is the enclosed to them Eric Adams and Chuck Schumer and all the other elected officials? What happened to asylum for the Ukrainian war refugees? I haven't seen any of them here. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.